I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie. And we talk about Glee. Well, you know we the do. you know the drill by this point. If you if you're at season five, episode five, you know the drill. You, um, you know what's going on. What yeah. uh, are you enjoying a beverage this morning? We are, we're recording in the morning, folks. So if we sound bright eyed and bushy tailed, or the exact opposite of that, <laughs> that is the reason. Well, I have I have a mug that has like maybe I don't know three more sips of coffee in it, and then uh, a glass of water that has like five more sips of water so i was terrified you were going to say three day old coffee oh god in your mug and i was like <laughs> oh god yeah that's how i drink coffee i let it age um like a <laughs> like a fine wine nice Ugh. and cold and acidic Ugh. <laughs> just uh, to make your bowels hate you the most <laughs> i mean that would clean you out in a lot of ways i think Oof. i speaking of acidic beverages i've moved to less acidic things i love coffee but my body does not so um <laughs> sure so i'm i've been uh having energy drinks oh uh, okay yes that's much better for you okay 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 but it's it's the one that i buy at like the co-op so it's like a health food okay sure. <laughs> energy drink oh um, so it's like a green smoothie is what you're well, saying here it's called sparkling energy water so <laughs> take that that's like the most like hippie college student <laughs> thing i can think of b vitamins mm. unsweetened zero calories zero sugar caffeine wow <laughs> There you go. Um, and I take offense to that stereotyping because I am not a hippie and I am not a college student. So take that. You just said you bought it at a co-op. <laughs> Buying things at a co-op does not make you a hippie. Hippie I'm... is tied to like yuppie, uh, you know, ideal, idol. I have a fuck. Let's get into the Glee episode. I <laughs> Okay. I just want to make it clear. I, I have, I I've don't... only had a sip of my energy water, Sam. Okay. <laughs> I don't think hippie is an insult. I think hippie just means that you are someone who, you know, is close to the oh. earth. Maybe oh, a little crunchy. Gritty. A little <laughs> crunchy. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay. Yes. So we're here to discuss the fifth episode of season five. As Sam said, it's called The End of Twerk. And if, that didn't, if that didn't raise some red flags for you immediately, then <laughs> let's, let's, let's just... Yeah, Lay it out. L- let's um let's start off by saying that there's like a lot of latent racism in this <laughs> yeah. title and idea and episode. Yes, um, because twerking yeah. was not like invented by Miley Cyrus, as one of the characters purports. Um, right. It. I mean, it's like an ancient dance. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, um, there is so... a moment where one of the characters talks about how like it moved from the Atlanta club scene to become global and I was like that doesn't excuse what you're doing like <laughs> and like that's like the minimal the minimal amount of history ever but like yes. the smallest like you you needed to take half a breath to say that you know <laughs> yes um but we'll we'll get into that as we go through the episode of course but before we get into it um so this episode originally aired on November 14th, 2013, with 4.22 million viewers, which is up from last week's 4.01 million. Uh, not by a lot, but just a little, you know. Why do you think it's going up? 
Um, honestly, we talked about it a little bit last week. The quality of the show is actually pretty good. It's, um, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I, I feel like there might have been some people who jumped back in for the uh, the Cory Monteith tribute episode and mm-hmm. like were like, eh, I don't know. But then some of them, you know, were like, well, it wasn't too bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it another chance wasn't that bad yeah exactly um <laughs> uh well so because last week's episode was the uh katie, the or, katie gaga. or gaga which yeah. we do hear about in the recap obviously yes. um but before we get there it was directed by wendy stansler mm-hmm. uh who has written episodes before i'm pretty sure uh yeah. she also and... has like a pretty like I, I was looking her up just to see but she yeah. has like a pretty <laughs> a pretty storied history of a, working on a lot of television so Mm. Yeah. And Michael Hitchcock is the writer. That is the character actor Scarlet Fever, Mr. Dalton, Roomba. yes, Dalton Roomba. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's get into yeah. it. Like you said, let's there's get a, into it. There's a recap, which is unfortunate, but um, I just I don't even know anymore. Like I hate. Well, so the, the recap, recap covers but... the the katie gaga thing for no real reason like well, it's just like don't forget will made us do this and everyone thought it was stupid well it, but especially they, sue they also brought up the fact that it's like will made everyone decide if they were a katie or a gaga as if those were the only two options and i'm like glee stop <laughs> criticizing yourself it makes you look worse <laughs> exactly like don't, don't do break it break the fantasy just don't do it there's yeah. no need the Jarly situation is outlined. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Jake did seem like seemingly his motivation is a little scrambled. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he approached Bree for sex, and that happened. Yes. Reportedly, we didn't see it. There was no, um, you know, classic Glee makeout pose. No. For the two of them. No. Uh, and we also hear about Funny Girl about how. Um, like the director is controlling or something which we haven't really i mean i guess the most hint we got to that was that he made rachel like he he was like i want to order a cake yeah that cake interaction was bad (laughs) yes so makes Uh, sense to me the the other big highlight i brought out of the recap was they call brie demon hellspawn brie which that's sort of mean yeah Uh, and this is a no bully zone (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll get to that later um but yeah so let's start on the very first scene i I titled it get out because (laughs) blaine is cleaning up the glee room while listening to some music putting away chairs yes Um, but the, the fun part is they've done this scene and it's very obvious from the get go that this is on some kind of handheld camera, a phone, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, he is in quotes twerking. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He's, um, he's doing some twerk related <laughs> dancing. <laughs> and then we find out that it's like, it's like, oh. he's like trying it out. It's like, yes. he's like, Oh, I could twerk. Um, yeah, <laughs> let, just, me just make, give, let me just make sure I'm completely alone. <laughs> Give that but a little shake. Um, and then we find out that Tina is the one recording um, because Ooh. the video ends with Blaine running over and <laughs> screaming at her to get out. Tina, stop. 
<laughs> yes. Um, and find out that it's it's fun because it zooms out and we see that the entire Glee Club, including Will, is watching this video and laughing at Blaine. Which... They're all laughing at him and he's like, this is not funny. And <laughs> Sam's like, no, it's funny. And Will's like, no, this is a revelation. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I do like how... You know, I think you could sort of twist it. Like, this is Glee's comment on how white people became obsessed with twerking when one white person did it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, like one gay white person twerked in front of them. And they were all like, oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, It's like a comment on how Miley Cyrus did the twerk. And then everyone was like, whoa. Sure. I, I, I'm not going to grant them that, but sure. It does, it does parallel the situation. Will's like, okay, we have to do this for nationals because look at how wrapped everyone is looking at this video. Oh my God. We want our, we want the judges to be like that. So we're going to twerk. And there's a bunch of people who are like, I I think particularly Marley is like, but I don't know how to twerk. Right. (laughs) Yes. And Will says, quote, have no fear, your twerkatorial is here. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Yeah. Right off the bat. Oh horrible. <laughs> right off the bat, I am so not sold. This is so awful. Like <laughs> But mostly It's funny though. It is it's, funny. It is funny. I just I I love this like uh, to be fair, one of the things I actually really like about this episode is it is not shy about the fact that Will is obviously terrible, which is yes. like, like I think the show has gone in a very good direction of like, they've realized that they've written Will to be such a terrible character. And maybe that was the intention the whole time, but I don't, I'm not convinced. Um, I'm, but- see, I'm not convinced that they still know what they're doing. <laughs> I think they they think they're writing Will as like this like, inspirational revolutionary like okay no, no. changer of lives but <laughs> yeah i have some words about that when we get to like real things were there but like yeah like but so i love this idea that like will wants thinks that they can go to nationals and quote show the judges their like edginess by yeah. twerking um <laughs> yeah and i think you might have a point about like the the show's acknowledgement of Will being terrible because of a very specific choice they make yeah. um, later in the episode. And okay. we'll get to it later. But yeah. uh, so we see the twerkatorial itself. Yes. Jake makes a, a half-assed introduction <laughs> of twerking. Yep. This is where he's like, this, it started in the Alabama, cl- no, the, sorry, the Georgia club scene, yes. Atlanta club scene. Yep. And um, I was just like, okay, well, I guess, but did it? Uh, and he's then he pulls up Kitty to do the butt popping because yes. I guess we don't get to see Jake's beautiful ass do any twerking. Well, okay. Uh, Here's I, I wrote. We down- should make a point. The only people who twerk are Blaine and the girls. No. No other no, boys okay. twerk. No, 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 Maggie. Let me let me put. I I made a list of the people who can twerk. Um, <laughs> Kitty, yes. unique, kind of yep. Blaine. No yeah. one else. Literally, <laughs> literally no one else can twerk. Like, we. to be fair, we don't really... See, unique and kind of play. We don't really see Jake do it. I'm sure Jake could do it, but we never really but we see don't him. Get to, we don't get to see it. And right. Sam just does body rolls, exactly. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a funny moment 
where Kitty is like, okay, Tina and Ryder will be twerking in the back. <laughs> well, okay, especially, like, Tina is so bad, though, because she does this, like, weird chicken move. <laughs> She's like... Yeah, the arm flapping is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, like, to be fair, this is very entertaining. Like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Because I think this is a lot of people's experience with twerking. Yes. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm speaking from a very personal place sure. <laughs> right now. Um, you know, twerking is difficult <laughs> for <laughs> a lot of people, for a lot of people. Um, and I want to like respect that journey. <laughs> right. And, but it is hilarious. Yes. Uh, which I think is the point. Uh, and yeah, that they're doing some popping on stage. I think this is where we get. Like Sue in the lighting booth. Yes, she she's in like the lighting and like auditory booth or whatever for the auditorium, like spying Weird. on them, just being like angry. She does have a lot this episode. In there? Maggie, that's kind of her mo as principal, I guess. Is she just stands in random places to watch people and just be angry? Like, cool. Yeah, she does that a few times. Uh, so we go uh, to New York next. Rachel is at some salon, but it's not really outlined because she's only there for half a moment yes. where she's like I want to change everything I just want a new to be a new person well and the okay this is just kind of like off topic but the hairstylist is okay. definitely a famous person but I could not place it and it's not listed Ooh. like anywhere but I feel like it's like someone who is in like movies and stuff alright I'm gonna scrub through the episode here we go here we go. Because I, I doubt I'll be able to find anything if you weren't, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's going to take me a second, so keep talking about the, the yeah, haircut so, stuff. So Rachel announces that she's going to get, uh, like, she wants to change everything or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, okay, New York Makeover Part 2, I guess. Yeah, New York Makeover the second. <laughs> but so... Let's see. No, keep going. Okay, so... We... Oh, there's blurred lines. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the gender riot. Disgusting. <laughs> and there's the scene with the shorter hair. We are so not far into the episode at all. <laughs> Okay, let's see. No, Sam, she's just a she's just a white woman with brown hair. No, no I'm she's, so sorry. She's definitely like, I want to say she's not Olivia Munn, but like Olivia Wilde or something like that. Like, no, that is it is definitely not that person. It sort of looks like her, but it is not her. Okay, okay. Well, sorry, I get white I'm people confused. I'm I'm looking at her. <laughs> I know you get white people confused. It's you, This has been a, like a running theme since Sam was a small child being like, oh, no, this is that person. And everyone being like, no, it is not. Well, I <laughs> mean, just a different white person with a slightly similar face shape. But I can I can respect that. It's like all these people do look exactly the same. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about. So we don't really get anything about this haircut in the scene. No. But then no, she no. Ar- she arrives to a funny girl rehearsal in a strikingly Niada-esque room um, <laughs> where, where um, the director has a speech about how he wants this scene to be super erotic. Um, mm-hmm. And then Rachel reveals that she got a Bob haircut. Which Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. It is the, it is like not erotic. 
in any no, no. shape or form. <laughs> no, it is. Ab- so the scene in question, they're singing the song, You Are Woman, I Am Man. I wrote down that this song is comedically sexist. Like, it is so... <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you've seen it, but there's a... There's a plot line in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend where mm-hmm. the main character tries to do some like community theater and she has to do this number from like a classic musical where she's like a bar, like a bar madam in a Wild West mm-hmm. saloon where she's singing oh, about sure. how she's a oh, trip it- and a whore and like. It's so yeah. Is it funny. like the um the littlest whorehouse in Texas or something? Well, it's not an actual musical. It's something they made up. Oh, but like it's oh. making fun of that where she is like super degrading. She's like, all I need is a man to straighten me out, and like it's so <laughs> like this stunk of that so much for me. Where oh, I was yeah. like classic, totally. like classic musical theater where they sing songs about how women need men to complete the oh. Well. Th- the two dudes, like the director and Rachel's romantic interest, whatever that shit's name is, like they're they've to both don't see it, no. and Rachel's just like whatever. I'm here for my meal ticket, bitch. Um, and <laughs> yes, like the director sort of reams into Rachel about this haircut. Yes, He's like you have no idea how Broadway works. Yes, I I, I get to decide every gel, every swatch, every lipstick shade. Yeah, he's like everything is carefully chosen over weeks of decision making. He's like, you need to read your contract, and it's like, uh oh. But and Rachel's like, I'm not a prop. <laughs> yeah, I I am grieving. Yes, um, and I do like that Finn is not completely erased from the story after the this yeah. memorial episode happened. Because Rachel and Kurt are still dealing with this stuff. Yeah. Um. During the episode, so they sing, "I am you are woman and I am man." Um. The director. Oh, surprise! He loves it. He yes. calls it a reverse Samson. And, <laughs> and um. Yeah. There's like no sexual tension in this scene. Partly because like I just, I just don't believe that this guy is like interesting. Like the guy who um. Yes. Is, I don't know singing with Rachel I just yeah I get nothing from this guy well and also like to be fair in this song his part is so bland and like that's the part that's like really like just like overly sexist where it's just like Mm -hmm. you're short so I look tall or whatever um and (laughs) (laughs) and Rachel's part is actually not bad and she does a very good job obviously but like I agree. Like, there's no real, like, sexual vibe to this. It's more just like, oh, they're doing a number from the musical. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and the Rachel. Okay, so Rachel is, like, doing this part and stuff. I still don't really feel like she's ingrained herself into the funny girl performance, but it's getting there. I sure. Think, I mean, I would... Listen, we've been talking about it forever, Leah, uh, Leah Michelle, Rachel Berry, whatever, would make an amazing Fanny Bryce, sure. like yes. in a full production. We've said it since forever. So yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And the next yeah. scene is back at McKinley. Did you want to say something? No, I want to move on to the scene. Um, uh, so yeah. Unique is Unique is going to have a bathroom monologue. Yes. she has to leave Will's history class. Yep, uh, and. Uh, is like oh I've I've had too much diet coke, and pops out of the out of there to go to the bathroom. She goes to the girls' room, which makes sense to me. Yep. She enters. Mind you, she's been going to McKinley for at least the majority of a school year. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, she enters into the girl's bathroom and Brie yells at her yep. pretty much. Um, accosts her for like why is she in there and then Unique is like oh well I just feel more comfortable in here right and then and she's like oh I make sure to only come in here you know during class time so that I don't make anyone else uncomfortable and Brie is like oh well your secret is safe with me um, yeah obviously a lie of right. course <laughs> yes this is where we get into the monologue where Unique calls the sequence of events that follows the great mckinley bathroom gender riot of 2013 yeah um what does what is that what is that see what is it my thing is i when i was watching this i turned to chris and i was like this is literally what right-wing assholes claim will happen yes if trans people exactly (laughs) i yeah. I have a note here. Is this a comment on the escalation argument being ridiculous or just exacerbating the problem? I I lean more towards that, especially because like in the past we've talked about it, like Glee tries to like make up these arguments to like represent things kind of, but but I just the sequence yeah. of events is like completely ridiculous. Yes. Uh so which is on par for like Glee's camp. But it's not a smart choice no. for this plot. Well, and um, also because yes. we don't. What ends up happening is like Unique goes into a bathroom and there's like a rave going on. Yeah. Which... So Bree Bree sees this as an opportunity to make out with boys in the boys' bathroom. We see her making out with Jake. Yeah. And then Brett sees that, so he's like, "I gotta use the girls' bathroom." Right. Because I hear they have heated seats. And then girls are using the boys' bathroom to avoid the line. And then Unique enters the girls' room to a fucking rave for literally no reason. Right. There is no reason why this would be happening other than, like, giving into this, like, hysterical... Right. Uh, like, argument. That right. This is, Which... this is what it's going to lead to. Debaucherous parties. Yes. Well, and that's, like, I, I guess... When you when you lay it out like that and you bring up the fact that like Glee is might be trying to like make a mockery of that argument, like I guess I see what they're trying to do, but it's not really well done. And also this goes nowhere. No. Like this yeah. doesn't actually cause anything besides I guess unique feeling uncomfortable going to the girls' room. Maybe because yeah. in a later scene she goes to the boys' room, but it's not like anyone was like, now everyone has to use these bathrooms or whatever. Like there's no, like there's nothing that comes of this. This is just a weird scene that happens. And I'm like, all you're doing is like handing out little favors to right wing assholes who are like, look, Glee showed that they do raves in bathrooms when boys and girls use the same ones. And it's like, I mean, you have to wonder if people like that are even watching Glee at this right. point. Well, obviously um, not. Seeing the numbers, especially, uh, but <laughs> well, but that's the problem. But is it's like it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Like it doesn't even like comment on because the the plot line that follows the like storyline that follows about unique like needing to use a specific bathroom or whatever uh is has no bearing on this like weird rave thing right that happens right which that's so and and that's part of the problem that like from what i'm trying to say is like in today's culture especially like pieces of shows are pulled out of context and used to support whatever argument you want which has always been true but like that's fucking Facebook video. Yes, exactly. Right wing moms. Oh, look at the the debaucherous party. Right, exactly. Which it's like, 
I, I think that's part of it is I feel like the storyline that follows this with Unique and Bathrooms is actually not terrible. Like, they do yeah. some pretty yeah. good things. And I feel like if they had just done that plot line, it'd be a lot better. But instead, they threw in this weird scene at the beginning to, like... Not any purpose. Like, yeah. Sue's not even upset about this party. No. <laughs> she seemingly doesn't know about it. Right. Which, so, yeah. So, so, and furthermore, bathrooms should only be genderless anyway. Right. Because we all do the same things in there, folks. Okay. Yes. Piss and shit. It's, huma- it's humanity. Right. There's no difference depending on your genitals. The same disgusting stuff comes out. <laughs> Bodies are terrible. <laughs> Maggie. All right. I, I do have to disagree with you. People also get bullied in bathrooms, which. That's true. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> that does happen. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to New York. We're in the loft. Rachel has entered uh, as Kurt is watching his stories and eating <laughs> straight from an enormous tub of ice cream. We, but and we see the TV. What are what are Kurt's stories? Because it definitely looks like he's watching like the Nature Channel with like some like deers <laughs> just on a field. Like, okay, sure. Maybe, maybe it's like you know, like Meerkat Manor. Yes. Did you ever watch that? <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. Maybe it's like a reality show about deers where they like sort of, <laughs> you know, dramatize it all. Right. Oh man, Meerkat Manor was actually pretty good. I didn't watch a lot of it, but I was um, into it sure. partly because of the drama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that's what we'll check out next. Anyway, it's, it seems like Mama Meerkat is looking out for predators. <laughs> But what will happen to her hovel? Oh, my God. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, Rachel comes in, and she's like, Kurt, you've become boring. Yes. This is right after she de-wigs. Because Kurt, like, looks at her and is like, you cut your hair? Which is, like, I think the reaction every single person wants after they get a dramatic haircut. Yes. But, like, never actually happens. (laughs) Yes. Well, and so the best part is he does this, and Rachel's like, no, it's just a wig. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So this is all a lie. But the director loved it, and I told him that it was a wig after the scene had ended. Yeah, (laughs) which we didn't see, of course. Of course. There's a lot of that this episode, too. (laughs) Yes. characters interacting off screen in very important like story driving things yes whatever but yeah so Uh, like you said she calls kurt boring um yep which kind of baits him into being like fine let's do something crazy well before that she's like she outlines his day where she's like you go to class you come home you eat ice cream and then you skype with blaine and it's not even sexy skyping because you just go to sleep and i hear it all which (laughs) like ew that's uh, that's might be the reason why there's no sexy skyping going on have you thought about that yeah maybe if you actually give him some fucking privacy anyway um no (laughs) kurt kurt's like fine let's do something crazy let's go take let's go use flash photography at the met and (laughs) rachel's like that's small potatoes let's go break out your stocked up so apparently apparently kurt has been storing booze even though it seems like it's been pretty easy for them to get booze so a single bottle of limoncello which so rachel's like we need that and he's like "What what what do we need it for and she's like anesthesia and you're like what (laughs) what and then and then they the scene ends it's over yes (laughs) and we go to 
I guess Ohio. It's the news. Rod Remington is reporting on some monkey business. This apparently okay. some monkeys are gonna be charged. <laughs> so okay. We've had this kind of joke before with like animal stories that are weird. Um I feel like they work best when they're a one-liner that immediately just gets us into the scene. This this, this one is like three or four liners. Yeah, this one goes on a smidge too long. Like, <laughs> no, I don't care Whatever. for it. But yeah. These monkeys are a problem. Andrea is still here. Yes. <laughs> What's going on with that? I thought she like stormed out in a fit of rage. Fine. Oh, it's Sue's Corner. We're into Sue's Corner. She discusses Miley. This is where we get like the Miley Cyrus. Yes. Like, twerking association yeah uh which is not great no uh yeah yeah uh sue sue says like makes a big pronouncement about how twerking is terrible and she's going to outlaw twerking at mckinley and she submitted a bill to congress of ohio to try to outlaw twerking in the state entirely um and she also rails against the wrecking ball video quite a bit which that part was actually kind of funny. Uh, mostly, Sue sucks, but like she makes some funny yeah. jokes about the Wrecking Ball video. So Good. I'm glad that you covered all of that because I didn't even write notes on it because I was just sort of disgusted sure. with everything she said. Uh, so, New Directions in the next scene are raging against the machine. <laughs> They're upset that, that Sue has introduced this bill to the Ohio legislature yep. that... Uh, they're not going to be allowed to twerk. This is clearly an assault directly on them. They're yeah because of their twerking plans. You know their God-given right to twerk. Um, yep, yep. Will immediate will just like yes, you're absolutely right. We have to fight back against the injustice. Um, yes, and he's like, and we we need to connect the past with the present and blur the lines between man and woman and and what's acceptable and what's not okay if he actually <laughs> said man and woman i'd be more okay it's more it's just it's just so stupid because we know what's coming maggie what what does he say like what is it i don't have it what verbatim. I, yeah i don't either because it was such bullshit because i was so uh, unhappy with what was about to happen so, yeah so what i wrote in my notes is will thinks blurred lines is by alan thick and about identity coalescing hmm. <laughs> which i okay Artie immediately is like i it's not Alan. That's, it's not Alan Thick, and also that's not what that song is about. And then Will is like, "Screw it, we're doing it," and they do blurred yeah, lines. Yeah, we get some, we get some lampshading from a few characters. First, Artie, and we'll have some more later. Um, so <laughs> let's just say this: the beat is fire, but this is unexcusable. <laughs> yeah, this song is obviously so terrible. Like, I don't want to go back to 2013. And this song brings me there real hard. It's so bad. It's just, man, Glee, why? But, they knew. But the beat is so, but the beat is so good. <laughs> well, okay. The worst thing here. here yeah, here we go. Um, unpopular opinion. The beat in Blurred Lines is really good. And it's, I mean, it was because it was stolen. Right. Um, from, a, from a good song. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But, and if the song was about anything different, I would be into it because it's a good beat and it's a good thing to dance to. And the everybody get up and hey, bits are great. I love those. I mean, um, Robin Thicke seems kind of gross to me. But Oh, no, he's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's kind of 
like did did you did you hear about how Robin Thicke wrote like an entire album to like apologize to the wife he cheated on and like beg her to come back to him? <sighs> like how gross. Well, I mean that sounds sweet on the surface, but then you remember no. that he wrote blurred lines, and you're like, ooh, just kidding, get no, out of here. But he cheated on his wife, and then was like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Oh. Here's an album. <laughs> Please buy it. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, so along those same lines, Will But before we get into it, Sam, this is why I think you have a point in that they recognize Will's terribleness because they have Will sing Blurred Lines. Exactly. No, (laughs) seriously, like he he's the primary lead. He Mm -hmm. is they show him like going through the school, like collecting all these students children random teens (laughs) watching them grind on each other and then oh lots of teen (laughs) grinding folks lots of it and then takes them to the auditorium where they continue to grind on each other and he like is like it just exemplifies so many of the issues of will being like oh i'm one of the kids like yeah so everyone's twerking too well and there's a point where like (laughs) Again, but there's an asterisk on that twerking. <laughs> um, and there's a point when Cheerios are like twerking in the middle of this dance circle that they've made in the auditorium. Yes. And Will walks through them, but like has his hands like bl- like horse blinders <laughs> yes. up around his face. And was like, oh, oh, I can't look at this. Oh. Yeah. And it's it's like, bruh. Like, bruh. When, when did you not like... Like, what point did you not when realize? did you realize that you were, like, exploiting teen sexuality? It, when, when? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so. Hmm. Children. Yeah. To, to kind of cap that, um, in the next scene, let's just clarify. Oh. Like you said. Blur- there is some, yeah. there is some Brie and Jarley tension oh, in this yeah. scene as well. We see Jarley doing some dancing and Brie's like, hmm. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, so it, the song is like, like you said, the beat is, beat is fire, but m- everything else about it kind of terrible. Um, yep. So then <laughs> there's, what is the song that the, I'm, cause it's on my work playlist. I hear it at um, my job all the time. Like the, the song that the blurred line stole the beat from. I'm not blurred lines. I'm doing a lot of Googling this episode. That's fine. Stolen beat. Here we go. Oh, got to give up. That's the Marvin Gaye song. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So um, to kind of return to, I, you're right that it is very lampshady because so we're in Sue's office. and Oh, oh, oh. also Marvin Gaye did win the lawsuit. Thank God. <laughs> So yeah, hell yeah. Um, so we're in Sue's office, and Sue clarifies for us that the song is about date rape, and points yep. out that Will is a mega creep for yep. what he just did. And I want to <laughs> clarify this right now: she fires him. She says yes. to him, "You're fired. Go home." And then you're fired, Will Schuster. Go to your lonely, dingy apartment. And then Will refuses, question mark? Yeah. He's like, I'm not leaving, and I'm going to appeal this. But it's never really... But he doesn't really appeal his getting fired. And he never really leaves? No. Like, I don't... I wish... 
like you're absolutely like it's good i feel like it's good that they did have sue clarify that the song is about date rape and remind us that will is a mega creepster they still did it though which is the yeah, problem it's, still a, it's a lampshade yeah. and it's like they just wanted a fucking single to capitalize on the meme right that's that's what they wanted yeah um but yeah so he says he'll appeal to the school board again not about his getting fired it's about twerking but we'll get to that i think i think glee should have to pay <laughs> marvin, marvin Gaye. gay's <laughs> estate i think so too this. i think Glee should have to pay everyone <laughs> for this um, yeah. uh so yeah glee's choice is bad even with lampshades it's still bad yes now we go to new york where we see rachel and kurt in a obviously stereotypical tattoo parlor yes uh and they get drunk on limoncello because rachel just pulls it out of a bag yes uncorks it because they, they didn't even pre-game they're like let's just bring it with us oh my god see that's okay <laughs> I just want to lay something out for people. If you've never been to a tattoo parlor... Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't drink. drink in there. No, and, like, if you do, they won't give you a tattoo. Like, Yeah, because because here's some fun science, folks. If you drink, your blood is thinner, and, you like, it's harder to get tattooed. Yes. Like, you're, you bleed a lot more, and you swell up a lot more, and they can't tattoo you. Well, and also, spoiler alert... If you're drunk, you're usually willing to make terrible decisions, and they don't want to be held responsible for your shitty yep. choices. So, yep. Um, yeah. So they're gonna get tattoos. They look through like the flash, like oh my binder. God. Yes, of that's course. Just on the table. Yes. Um. Yeah, and they're like, "Ooh, let's pick one for each other." Well, this yeah. This is a really uh like hard example of how this episode like has these scenes that are, like, sort of related to the full story. Right. But we just get, like, exposition in the next scene about how this one ended. Right. <laughs> yes. because so the story can continue. <laughs> well, and that seems to be, like, Rachel and Kurt's whole storyline for this whole episode is, like, yeah. we see little snippets of scenes, but then no resolution. And then in the next scene, we just get exposition about what happened after the last scene. But it's scene. not even resolution because it's like, oh, let's pick stuff from the Flash, but that's not what ended up happening. Well, like, they they end up, they do have like a throwaway line where Kurt is like, let's let's both get him. And Rachel's like, let's both get our things in secret and then surprise each other <laughs> with what we got. And then they, we, we meet Lewis. We don't learn his name until the very end, but uh, Lewis is the tattoo artist. Um, he has a handlebar mustache, which is interesting. Um, and he yeah. immediately comes off as the stereotypical, like, creepy tattoo artist, which is kind of shitty, but yeah, Kind of shitty, but, like, super accurate at the same time. <laughs> like, these, um, like, heavy mask, really intimidating yeah. dudes where it's like, are you going to be charging me, like, a good amount for this <laughs> tattoo? I don't know. I don't know how to ask. Right. I don't know how to feel safe in this situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely feel like this is sort of, um, like, sort of, like, stereotypical, but, like, legitimate true to my experience. So it's not, it's, I'm not upset by it. See, yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, just just to clarify for our listeners, if you've never been to a tattoo parlor, there are people like this, and like, I I have interactions, I've had interactions with people like this too, but there are also really chill tattoo artists that are very friendly, oh yeah. very approachable, Absolutely. so like, you know. And I, I have tattoos, like I've gotten, I've What? I, Maggie? Yeah, I know. It's sort of a big <laughs> surprise, um, but I'm kind of a big badass rebel. Um... <laughs> 
I, uh, you know, civil disobedience and whatever. Oh my God. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, We'll get to that. But, um, but yeah, there, you just have to find the right one. And really, honestly, the best artist for you is going to be somebody who makes you feel comfortable because they are stabbing you a million times with needles. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we go to the morning after. Yes. (laughs) Where Rachel is cooking breakfast and Kurt comes in and he's like, two shots of limoncello. I feel horrible. Yeah, I'm, and it's like, I'm dude, so hungover. Yeah, exactly. You're 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you should you should feel like a spring rose. Yeah, I I put down. So we find out that he got some quote classy shoulder text. Um, mm, <laughs> to, yeah, because he he didn't want a tramp stamp. No. And um, something else I can't remember what he said. Uh, but we see it. Yes. And, oh, no. Well. There's a typo. Yeah. So, Rachel, he's telling Rachel, he's like, well, you know. It's personal and political, just like me. Yeah. And he's like, I wanted to get something that's really meaningful. And so I got, like, in my favorite font, I got It Gets Better. And Rachel's like, ooh, let me see. And then she looks and she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Wait. Um, uh, (laughs) And then we find out that the tattoo says, it's get better. Which is <laughs> it's get better, and then Kurt's like, "What will I do? What if I see Dan Savage at the steam room in the gym? I'll be humiliated." <laughs> Which yeah, well okay, if Dan Savage got close enough to read your like, like quarter of an inch tattoo, <laughs> the tiniest text, <laughs> yeah, like, but it's really funny. Also, no tattoo artist would text would make make text that small because it's gonna get like blurry and right. shitty. Yeah, like, especially like immediately. Yeah, in the healing pro. Yeah. It, Anyway, Rachel claims that she didn't go through with her tattoo. She's like, I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I didn't want to. And then Kurt has a freak out where he was, <laughs> he's like, well, if you had done it, I would have felt better about mine being terrible. But my skin's been marred forever. And you're like, okay, Kurt. He's like, my innocence, my pride, my unblemished alabaster skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, as he flounces out of the room. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't understand, like, this kind of idea that's like, oh, well, none of my... Rachel says, like, none of my idols have them. Right. This is, like, weird to me because with my peers, I'm I'm reportedly the same age as these characters in real time. Sure. Like, in 2013, I was either 18 or 19, something like that. And they are like, oh, well, getting a tattoo would, would be so rebellious. I would say that, like... I could count the number of people who don't have tattoos in my like immediate peer group, vicinity, friend group, whatever, on like one hand, you know, <laughs> sure. people have tattoos. It's not weird. Well, and yeah, I think um, it's this is another moment where you can obviously see that the people who write these episodes the are like 50 <laughs> and have not been a child for a while. And not, like, especially not like early 20s, like area. Um yeah, I, I think part of it, too, is I, I think it's supposed to ring untrue because we find out later that Rachel's lying. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So now we go back to McKinley, where we see Unique going into the boys bathroom because she's been forced into that because of this gender riot that was never really explained. Yeah. Uh, and she gets harassed by a bunch of like shitty jocks. Yeah. Who, uh, like take her like take her wig off throw it on the bathroom floor no no they throw it and... in the toilet maggie 
Um, no. Yeah, they throw her wig in a toilet and flush the toilet, of course. They also say some really heinous shit. Um, and this, yeah. this is why, like, the problem that I have is if if I wanted to take a clip of this episode to show people... Like, if I was a Glee writer and I was like, oh, I need to show people, like, like really what happens, uh, you know, the people who are already leaning right are going to take the, like, weird rave scene, and the people mm-hmm. who actually aren't full of shit <laughs> are going to look at this yeah. scene. And it's like, if you just had this scene, it would be a lot easier for people to be like, hey, don't be shitty. Like... Yeah. Like, look how trans people need to be safe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's a really like emotionally hitting scene for me. It's like Yeah. I don't know. I was afraid for Unique. Yeah. I think the way that they shot it was really like accurate to like fe- like fear and uh, Unique's performance is really amazing. Yep. Um Alex Newell's, I guess, uh performance. And yeah, so Unique gets harassed. She is pushed into the corner of the bathroom as these jocks thankfully leave. Yeah. Um, without beating her up, thank God. Yes. Um, and they uh they leave, and she sings "If I Were a Boy," which is a Beyonce song that is already amazing. Yes. And Unique does an amazing job singing it. Holy shit! Yes. It's so good. Yeah, and like. Part of it for me, it, first of all, obviously, performance is amazing. But, like, this is kind of what I wanted, I think. Yeah. This like, is the trans storyline we needed literally a season ago. Exactly. Like, because yeah. Unique has been going to McKinley for months. Right. Uh, where has she been pissing? Right. <laughs> well, Maggie, that's not really our business, is it? Um, I, I guess. But, like... Why didn't this happen as soon as she got to McKinley? Yeah, well, it's because the writers were fucking shitty, and yeah, they were busy talking about Marley. They were busy talking <laughs> about Marley. Beautiful alabaster skin, and then and then they got around to talking about <laughs> the white boy and how mm-hmm. he has yep. feelings. Um. Anyway. Yep. 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 Yeah. So at the end of the number, uh, Jake Ryder and Sam demand names of these aggressors, and Unique refuses. Unique says that's well, not going to help. Th- she she never tells them that they're aggressors. They just, like, Jake just assumes. Sure. Like, he's like, some shit went down. Yeah. And I need to beat some people up. Let me get my posse, Sam and Ryder. Let's go. <laughs> well, and, uh, I mean, we've seen, yeah. we've seen this kind of thing before when, like, Kurt has been bullied or other people have been bullied, like. And Puck's like, yeah. names. Exactly. But <laughs> I need to beat some people up. But, yeah, so, um. And Unique does the exact same, like, response that Kurt did yes. in those times, too, where she's just like, no, that won't help anything. Right. Um, but so we'll, we'll get back to this. These soon, nameless but... jocks won't get names because then we have to pay the actors more. <laughs> well, and also, like, I mean, part of this, for me at least, is I do like this idea of, like, we're focusing on the right part of the story here. We're focusing on Unique's experience and unique, you know, have like, and it's not great. It sucks that this is happening to unique, but I'd rather talk yeah. about unique and her experience than these shitty jocks and like. Then watch like the posse go after the, right. the jocks. Yeah, yeah, I understand completely. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's that's what happens. And the song is good. Thankfully, they don't cut away from unique a lot. Yes. They still do. Um, well, there's like yeah. a one particular shot that I was like just really disgusted by where they really zoom in on Kitty and Artie's like 
hand-holding. Like, they're like, oh, look, let's get this in the center of the frame yeah. so you can remember these two are together. <laughs> yes, go back to Unique. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it is It is Stupid. misplaced. Um, yeah. But, I yeah. So let's move on. Um, the next scene, we're at the school board meeting. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, I have to bring this up right now. There's a yes. throwaway line at this front yes. where they talk about how they are in agreement that they will dig up the parking lot in order to remove the, and they say Indian, the Indian bones. bones. It's going to be Native American bones there, folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I wrote down. Oh, Sorry. We, we are the PC police. Uh, yeah. Except we're not police because a cab, but you know, right. like the, the, the PC patrol. <laughs> yes. But so the I wrote down, of course McKinley is on top of a Native American graveyard. Like <laughs> like Is it is it McKinley or is it some other school? <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I think they say McKinley in the like talking about the parking lot, but Yeah, that that makes sense y- though. Doesn't it though? Because this place is <laughs> so many bad things happen here. <laughs> exactly. This place is obviously haunted. It has so many things that it just don't make sense, don't line up in reality. It, it, it yeah. So um but that's like a throwaway line, but I was like, no, we need to address this. Um so And there's also another another throwaway throwaway line here <clears throat> where Will is introduced by the school board and the the guy is like, Oh, and here's Will Schuster, teacher of the year. Is this a typo? No, that's okay. Uh, that is not a throwaway line. That is just another example of the show knowing that Will is full of shit and like So so but what's the joke here? Is the joke that Will is presenting to them or is the joke that Will is the teacher of the year? Well, cause or the, well, the way it, the way it's said in the show is the, the guy's like, and our next, the, the next presenter is teacher of the year. Is, is this a typo? Will Schuster? And like, so <laughs> my read is that he does not agree that Will is teacher of the year, which neither do we. So I love it when they remind us that Will got that because it just makes me think of that terrible picture yes. with Will and Figgins. Yes. It's definitely haunted. Where Will looks like a ghost. <gasps> <laughs> it's all coming together. Okay. So Will is like, I'm here to talk about twerking. And yes. one of the the school board people is like, you call it twerking? I call it dance porn. Oh, my God. And he, like, looks at his other school board people to be like, that was that was good, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, okay, but then Will goes into this, like, after-school special on Dirty yeah. Dancing. <laughs> It's it, it's kind of it's kind of like oh look this at this evolution of dance video we made for YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we first see Sam and Tina doing the waltz. Yes. And then Unique and Artie doing the Charleston. Yes. This is all while Will is like narrating. Yes. Like a hundred years ago, the waltz yes. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, and in the 50s, people were afraid of Elvis's pelvis. And we see Ryder um, doing a terrible impression of Elvis. Uh, and there's like a weird shot of a school board member like sighing as she puts her like face in her hand. Like, wow. Yes. Dreamy. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And then Kitty and Blaine come out to do the twist, the pony, and the mashed potato. Which... Uh, I love the part where, uh, like, Will's like, and now these dances are considered wholesome, and uh, Blaine and Kitty make, like, finger guns at him. (laughs) Uh. 
And then we hear about the Lombada from the 80s. Yes. Uh, with Marley with featuring enormous hair. And, yes. And um, she does a little bit of Lombada with Jake. Yeah. And then Will's like, and now twerking. And it's like, okay, you skipped like fucking 30 years, bruh. <laughs> well, and I mean, what I do like the kind of fun aspect where they're all in like period costume. Yeah, it's fun. And then they all come out twerking in their like period costume. So like that is yes. fun. But like, it's just so like, I just like. Well, well, so Will's point is like soon twerking will just be a silly nostalgic dance. Yes. Uh, which is offensive. <laughs> yes. Uh, but also, like, I think he does have a point in that it's like it's not all that ex- sexually explicit. It's just like butts. Right. Exactly. Sorry, folks. We have them, and guess what? Poop comes out of them. Ah! It all comes. Okay, no. Sorry. Um. But yeah. The. <laughs> But the so he he tells the school board that he thinks they should try to be try to want to be on the right side of musical history, which <laughs> I I put down I was like seriously like right after unique like yeah this is when like the school board should be hearing about unisex or like rather gender neutral bathrooms right exactly <laughs> like, yeah but look look at this queer student who got harassed in the bathroom and could have gotten hurt and definitely had some of her property destroyed maybe we should have gender neutral bathrooms or we could just like tell the jocks to be less shitty human beings well too but like i guess so i guess this is what glee is trying to set up kind of is that like will is crusading for twerking in comparison for the the right side of history that's what he's crusading for (laughs) but like but he's but it's in comparison to the fact that like nothing is really happening on the front for unique and the bathrooms so like i don't know yeah, I mean, Glee is really shooting themselves in the foot there with that, right? Like, well, I think they're like, oh, look at this struggle, but also twerking is the more important thing. Well, but I feel like it's intentional. I feel like they're trying to make mm. a comment about how, like, especially maybe like specifically white people focus on the wrong things, because sure. like, well, but like white people wrote this episode exactly, and like white people, white people directed this episode. So is it really like? a comment or is it just like that thing happening well and that's that's a great question i don't know because like but like i that is so much of this episode is us being like is this a comment or just like bad choices because like that's the thing is like like it, it comes to a head i'll, I'll save it for then but like yeah. yeah so so the next scene is in sue's office sue is talking to will yes. uh about how Unique came came to her and talked to her about the bathrooms. Um, we get a unique aside where Unique uh, quotes Martin Luther King, the arc of the moral universe, although albeit long, bends towards justice. Yes, um, something like that. And she's like, "So, do you know who said that, Sue?" And Sue's like, "Captain America." <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh no, whoop! It was Martin Luther King. Well, yeah. I. I love the idea that Captain America said that. I sort of love the idea that Captain America just steals quotes from like American heroes, and it's like I'm the American hero. Well, um, but I would watch that sketch, Maggie. That is kind of like what is more American than whitewashing history? Than, than whitewashing history and stealing um, black people stuff <laughs> for white people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yep. but so she she's she was moved by this plea, so she's installed. 
something. Um, but before before we see that what she's installed, uh, Sue consistently dead names Unique. Yes. Uh, and uses the wrong pronouns throughout. Yes. Uh, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Pretty gross. Um, there's a point where she like stops dead naming and says Unique, but still uses the yeah. wrong pronouns. So it's like, what is going on here? Why is Sue such a like raging transphobe? Right. I, I just. It just seems so lazy. Like, just... It seems lazy, but also, like, incongruous with Sue's other, like, character yes. um, traits. Like, she's been consistently transphobic. Right. But, like, it doesn't make sense to me that she is. Right. And, like... You know? And, and like, especially because there are some things this episode where, like, Sue is actually, like, I don't know, trying to help but still using the wrong pronouns. And it's just like, it would be so easy for you to just use the right pronoun. Like, and I'm talking to the writers here. Like, you can say whatever you want. Like, sir, Sue is a transphobic person. Do we need that? I don't think so. No, Sue could just no. use the right pronouns. It'd be so easy and it'd be such a better story that way. But it would be a great way to model to people how to like interact with trans people and talk about that. Right. Wouldn't that be cool if we had like, models for how people could treat trans people better well on, maggie like before, a popular tv show before we get to that we have to get to what is obviously <laughs> offensive the, the, the magic bathroom <laughs> so so sue has bolted a porta potty to the floor of the choir room. in the middle of the room also in the, it is in the middle it is covered with weird question marks and it is bright purple which is um, so offensive in every way. Um, you want to know something fun, Sam? What? Up in the Pacific Northwest, these are branded as honey buckets. Oh, I've seen that. Like the there's yeah. like a company that specifically, yeah, ugh. The honey bucket. <laughs> I, I it's I prefer the old fashioned porta potty, but I prefer magic bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so so they're all like. Oh, the, so the Glee Club is standing like in mass yes. uh, in front of it with Will like talking to them about it. Yes. And uh, they're all like, this is terrible. Oh, no. And then the door opens and Tina, <laughs> Tina emerges. Yes. And Blaine's like, Tina, how could you? And Tina's like, oh, please. It's convenient. Get your priorities straight. <laughs> yes, which I do like... I love Tina. I also love Tina. I, I think it's so weird that the show decided to, like, shit on her for this. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's so good because she's just like, it's convenient. And I'm like, yeah. Listen, it's convenient. There's, like, a weird... So, <laughs> Will makes a comment after this um, about how they need to keep twerking. Yes. But there's, like, a weird pause in his line read where I'm like, did Tina just, like lay a fat one that's like really stinky <laughs> no, that's the, the way will says it he's like let's practice our twerking and it's like <laughs> it must it like tina must have just like dropped like a stanky deuce but it's fine <laughs> um so the next scene we all do it that's the yes that's the theme of the episode. So Kurt confronts the tattooer in the next yes. scene. He comes into the into the tattoo parlor. Hot. Quite heated. Yes. Oh, oh, he's coming in with quite a steam. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing red to compliment his anger, steamy mood. Yes. Yes. And uh, turns out that drunky Kurt made a typo. <laughs> yes. Um, the t- the tattooer shows him the paper. With the like font and whatever that Kurt chose, and the typo is there. Yes. Uh, the 
uh, Lewis, the tattooer, is like, yeah, um, I don't ask people what they want because I don't want to hear it. Which, yeah. okay, but then immediately <laughs> Kurt goes into this and I'm like, like, okay, I, I get it. Well, my favorite part is there's a part where Kurt's like, I wanted a message of inspiration and hope. And then Lewis is like, well, you should have had me write It Gets Better. <laughs> uh, love that love that so much but uh, yeah. and also kurt like interrupted a conversation that lewis was having yes. super rude yes. uh the person the person he was talking to just like sort of leaves trundles away yes. <laughs> mid-conversation um kurt has like a bunch of like long speeches in this scene about like oh i just wanted to break out of my box since my brother died i'm full of grief and i just needed to do something risky but obviously i i made a mistake and right, whatever yeah. and uh he like sort of uh, cascades into a chair like oh i've oh i'm so yes i made such a horrible mistake and lewis comes up to him and is like Haha, you want to see something and then he pulls down his shirt to expose his um his breast <laughs> and, and on it is a it's, it's a tattoo it's like a portrait of someone it's like that has john davidson i think which who? How does Kurt know who that because is? I guess Kurt he, sees his old people stories. Yeah. Um. But like, I don't know who that is. Well, he. It uh, turns out he's like the host of some old game show or something. So that sounds totally yeah. up Kurt Alley. So, so Lewis the tattooer wanted a Harley Davidson tattoo on his chest in Hong Kong. Yes. Um. But when he described that, they gave him this portrait of this random celebrity. Yes. Uh. And he turned it into like a demon version of this guy. <laughs> yes. Uh. I'm not sure how he would do that if, like, the portrait was alleg- originally, like, closed mouth. Whatever. I'm not a tattooer. Maybe he did some magic, um, and it-, it suddenly is this demon version of this guy. Yeah. Uh, and the tattooer is like, listen, I'll fix it for you. I'll even throw in a tongue piercing. Yes. And Kurt's like, well, I don't know. And then Lewis is like, listen, if you step back now, you'll never take a risk again. Which, okay. <laughs> you have to do it. Yes. Um, I wrote down that Lewis turns out to be, I, I mean, of course, he, he's chill. He's pretty cool. He's not, like, oh, super yeah. scary. Um, but he's also kind of a weird mix of Mike O'Malley and the funny girl director. <laughs> um. Yes. Oh, my God. Exactly. I was thinking, like. This is like a bird speech. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's going on? I, maybe that's why Kurt is convinced because of like his like heavy mask, like supportive energy. He's like, Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this Which, you? Yeah. Like I got like heavy Bert vibes. But the reason I say the funny girl director is because he looks like to a T <laughs> like the funny girl director. He has a handlebar mustache, Sam. Well, no, no. But like it's like you took the funny girl director and put a handlebar mustache on him. Like... <laughs> Anyway, um, like you s- I, I love that you're just confusing white people in this episode. It's great. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what's going to happen. Yes. Kurt is going to get his tattoo fixed. Maybe get a tongue piercing. Uh, we go back to McKinley. Bree is laughing with some of her Cheerio cronies at something on her phone. And when Marley walks by, she, I don't know, runs up to her yep. and is like, here, look at this fail twerk vine of you okay. rip vine by the yeah, way yeah i was gonna say maggie we have to take a second moment of silence for vine <laughs> they never properly monetized their platform but they, it was truly um you know one of the best things of our time flash in the pan so sorry yeah. um but so this vine is of marley's twerking which i made a note back when it was actually happening it's not really twerking no. it's just sort of like it's 
I don't know, sway. It's very fun. I'll give you that. Like, she's having fun. But Yeah, she's having fun. She's got a big smile on her face. And the way that Brie describes it is, like, not correct. Like, she's like, oh, this looks like a spasphobic something. No, she she says spastic butt coughs, which I'm not sure what that is supposed to mean. But, like... I think that could describe someone's twerking, (laughs) but it doesn't describe this vine at all. No, Um, But this is the moment, Maggie. Brie reveals Mm -hmm. that she and Jake (laughs) did the nasty. Um, Yeah, she spills those cheating beans. Yeah, and then Marley says... (laughs) So Marley then is like, there's no way that's true. If Jake were to treat on me, he he wouldn't do it with, with... a piece of trash like you. And then... And this is when Brie is like, wow, you're calling me trash? That's slut-shaming? It's femophobic? Neo-retrogenderist? <laughs> and as you can see from this poster behind me, it, which says, no bully zone, this is a bully-free zone. Yes. So, yeah. Um, okay. Thanks, Glee. I love Brie. I, I also <laughs> kind of love Brie. I just... Femophobic, neo-retrogenderist. Honestly, the word neo-retrogenderist is really like where it hits home for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, uh, Brie drops a hint here where she says, yeah, I, I mean, do you know that little mole on Jake's right hip that if you kiss it, it drives him wild? Oh, wait, you don't. And so we have a hint to lead us into the commercial break. Um <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then we have a costume change, <laughs> and uh, the next scene is Marley tearfully confronting Jake. Yes, uh, she's wearing a different outfit than she was in the last scene. So this is apparently the next day. Don't know why it would take her so long to confront him, but here we are. Yes, uh, she demands that he take off his pants in the hallway so that she can see the the mole. Yes, um, it doesn't come to that though because. She kind of more upfront is just like, did you cheat on me? Please tell me you didn't cheat on me, especially not with her. And then Jake can't really say anything because we know what he did and he knows what he did. Yeah. He's just like, listen, l- look at me. I'm, I'm sorry. And she's like, ha, no, bye. Yes. And she bounces uh, to run into the auditorium to tearfully belt out wrecking ball yes which um so it's like a direct music video recreation that i skipped both times okay okay oops but okay okay then let me talk about a little bit it is kind of fun because their wrecking ball is like a yoga ball with a chain coming out of (laughs) (laughs) that that marley is riding on and then the like there's like this weird like a brick wall that she breaks down and later in the scene we see that it was intentionally built to like have these like pieces that would all come apart (laughs) yeah like well but like i sam yes it's like a low budget no i know but (laughs) and then there's a a real fun bit where she's smashing windows by throwing bricks through them (laughs) And it has, like, this, yep. like, very obviously fake, like, window smash sound effect that happens when she does it. <laughs> it's great. It's very, oh, it's just wonderful. Mwah. Listen, it's fine. <laughs> like, I did I did watch plenty of it, Sure, is what I'll say. It's just, like, so long. Yes. And it's just the same phrase repeated over and over again. So Also, noticeably, no yeah. twerking. So, don't know why this so... is related, but... Okay. Because Miley Cyrus is the theme of the episode, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the next scene is back in the choir room. Unique needs to use the magic bathroom. 
Yes. And this, like, all the sound stops, like, everyone faffing around, and they're like, no. And Kitty's like, no. So it says something no. offensive. Um, And then Will is like, no, you're not going to use the bathroom. Well, Instead, we're going to have a really terrible conversation as we walk to a different bathroom that I'll let you into. Yes. Which, let's talk about that in just a second. First of all, they leave the room, and then Tina comes out of the... Or, no, no. Tina is in the room, and someone else yep. says something, and then Tina's like, "There's nothing wrong with this porta potty," and so she goes in and uses it. And Artie has a throwaway yeah. line where she's like, "Where he's like, she just was in there five minutes ago." Um, what is going on, <laughs> Tina? Are you okay? But I just love this fact, like this idea that they have Tina be like this defiant defender of the like magic yes. bathroom. It's just- I love it too because it's like Tina's just like y'all need to get your priorities in line yes okay (laughs) yes Tina Uh, so we have this conversation in the hallway where Will is just like it's like the majority of the speech to me felt really like line reedy it didn't really feel like characters discussing anything sure it was more of like how can we make the world a better place Oh, well, we just need to find the places we belong. Okay, yeah. Rebelli- rebellion doesn't work. <laughs> See, okay. Here, here's my favorite part. <laughs> I wrote down, Will does this pep talk where he says, you shouldn't accept the status quo, but also you shouldn't rebel. Like, <laughs> and it's like, what? Um, he also compares slavery, gay rights, and quote, new coke. Um, <laughs> which, oh, uh, yikes. Yeah, not his, his his history teacher clout is making him a worse person. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and Unique ends this conversation by saying, "Thank you for seeing how hard it is." It's yikes. Yeah. Um. So I guess to big yikes, Rudy. There, folks. <laughs> to clarify, Will is letting Unique use the staff bathroom because he has a key to let her in. Um. This is another instance where Sue is spying angrily through a door down the hallway, yeah. like. <laughs> And Will says to Unique, like, whenever you need to go, just let me know and I'll let you into this bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is not... I, that doesn't feel sustainable to me, no. but okay. Well, and it also... Kind of going back to that whole thing of, like, white people taking on issues. Um, thanks, Will. You're making a big difference here. Also by spending all of your energy fighting for the right to twerk. Um, <laughs> well, I, I can... I think this is a good solution. Sure. For unique in like the short term yes, i agree um, I, yeah. but will being like y- y- we need an act of rebellion how about you just like i don't know let unique use the girl's bathroom well okay but maggie they talk about that and unique is like so you're saying i should be like rosa parks and not give up my seat in the girl's bathroom and will's like no 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 big acts of rebellion don't work and I'm like, what? Untrue. <laughs> Literally just cited Rosa Parks. What the fuck? Exactly. So let, let's move on because the next scene is where I really want to talk about this. Um, Will is arriving to see Sue in her principal's office. Um, and Sue... There's a hostile Becretary. <laughs> yes, well, it's somewhat unsurprising. Um, Sue offers to give Unique a key to the staff bathroom if Glee stops twerking. And hmm. Will refuses yeah he refuses the deal um and he has like a whole little speech about what civil disobedience is yes 
<laughs> which okay he's like that's what i'm doing yeah. i'm fighting for <laughs> for everyone <laughs> look at me i'm a big handsome man doing civil disobedience yes let me do a rebellion tantrum right well let's just sue points out how fucking stupid will's like red line in the sand kind of thing is and will says this thing about civil disobedience where it's like it's his duty to practice civil disobedience and i wrote down weird that he told unique not to do that in the last scene like i think probably like you could make the argument that oh unique is in a lot more danger than will is like yeah, yeah. like inter- interfacing in that way you know, but at the same time, <laughs> like, but it just, it's just yeah. l- having these scenes right in a row. It's, it's just so incongruent and it makes Will seem like such a shitty person for being like, no, <laughs> the white kids need to dance that one specific way and I'm going to fight for that. And it's like, okay. I mean, but also like, why does Sue have to know if they're going to twerk? Why is twerking like such a hot like uh, topic well, of conversation at the school not only that like how does ever will did that big blurred lines number so everyone in school twerked but like you can practice twerking in the choir room without literally everyone knowing well like, what? and also maggie you have to remember there was, I, I think culturally there was like a big thing for like a month where twerking yeah. was all in the news about how what are your kids doing this new sexually sexually explicit dancing? Right. Find out more at eleven. Right. White, white parents needed to be shocked. Um, but uh, is your kid <laughs> t- texting about twerking? <laughs> but so that's. I think this is just an instance where, like, this was like a culturally relevant thing for like a month, and then Glee was like, "Oh, we have to do an episode," and then it was already irrelevant by the time that this came around. So here, here's my thing about it, right? Is like, is their plan for nationals, if they're going to be doing this twerking, are they not going to be doing any other dancing? Are they just going up on stage and twerking and that's it? I mean, I have, what? I don't know. What? Maggie, they're... Why is twerking so important for nationals? <laughs> Wouldn't it be just like a part of choreography that they would do for like less than a minute? If their performance is like three minutes long, like, I mean, you can't twerk oh. the whole time. Oh, Maggie, right? I will. I will twerk for three minutes. It'll show their edginess no. to the judges, Mickey, that they, they go up there. <laughs> that they, they don't even. So they go. Here's what they do. They go out in a line, butt first, <laughs> and they, they just have their butts to the audience and they just twerk all the way through the, their slow ballad. Well, okay. But Mickey, <laughs> no, here's what they're going to do. They're going to go out there. They're all going to twerk. They're not even going to sing. They're just going to twerk to no music. <laughs> they're just going to twerk just completely silent there's like some shuffling as their feet move as they twerk maggie how do you twerk oh, wow. i don't think your feet are supposed to move while you do it. no if you're if you if you are twerking vigorously enough your feet will that's move. true that's a good point um anyway it doesn't make sense this I, this episode is fucking stupid um <laughs> it, it is sort of funny though i i enjoyed it yeah. okay the next scene is back in New York yes. where Kurt is debriefing Rachel about his day. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he he can't because it's hard to talk. He got a tongue piercing. Yes. There is a there is a moment at the beginning of the scene where oh like my God, yes. he's like, Sorry, it's hard to talk. And Rachel's like, Are you eating? 
did you get a pretzel from down the street? Because I thought we were diet partners. That's my favorite. I wrote um, that down too. I love that. I love this little thing. I thought it was funny, but diets don't work and are unhealthy and everyone should just eat food. Okay. But I, I love this idea that they're like roommates who are like becoming essentially life diet. partners. <laughs> Yeah, well, they were already. Yes, but like it's just such a little fun detail. Um, I love it too. Yeah, so uh, Lewis, we find out his name here, um, fixed the tattoo by magically turning it into It's Got Bet Midler. Um, which, <laughs> like, again. Because oh, we should say, when, when he went to go fix ta- the tattoo, Kurt was like, oh, what are you going to do? And Lewis was just like, no, I think I got a good read on you. Yeah. I'm just going to. I'm just going to do it. You know, free ball it. <laughs> yeah, which um, I, I just, I, I obviously, this is something that can happen. You can get a tattoo, you know, you can get a change up and stuff. It's just this text is like, like I was saying, it's tiny. So how how lewis got it to change to this is anyone's guess but at the same time it is very fun and it's not like unreasonable that this is how they fixed it so i don't know also a comment on all the tattoos that we've seen this episode um they sort of have like a weird like skin wrinkling yeah by them yeah Yeah, they're faded and like skin skin wrinkling which makes them look like temporary tattoos for sure and also well we'll we'll talk about this in just a second because so th- they talk about how this was a really good way for them to process their grief um, and kind of... Yeah, because yeah. Kurt, Kurt did get the tongue piercing yeah. um, and he's like, I just needed to be shocked shocked back to life and having a metal bar go through my tongue did that. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, and so they're, they're kind of getting back to their old selves and kind of getting back to, you know, and, adventurous lifestyles, I guess. Um and Kurt flounces off being like, maybe if I show Blaine my tattoo and tongue piercing in place, Maroon 5, five yes. I'll get lucky. Because <laughs> we heard earlier in the episode that like Blaine's obsessed with Adam Levine. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we find out that Rachel did get a tattoo. Um, she... It's the tiniest tattoo. <laughs> yes. So she she got Finn tattooed on her stomach area, um, but it is it's like mid rib sort yeah. of stomachy torso, but it is tiny. Also, in the same font as Kurt's tattoo, which <laughs> yes. makes it so strikingly obvious that they decided to do this like temporary tattoo to like put these things here, <laughs> and like they just had like one printer, I guess, and just did it all with yeah. one font, like. And they're really like close up because we get like an in- extreme close <laughs> yes. up where we see like Rachel's like crackling nail polish. Yes. Um, like it, it doesn't look that crusty, but crustier than you'd expect Rachel Berry's nail polish to sure. look. Um, and <laughs> the close up as she like runs her fingertip over it. This tattoo is like maybe the size, like half the size of her fingertip. <laughs> exactly. Like it's, it's tiny. So tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the skin puckering, the font, it's just all bad artistic choices. <laughs> yes. Which, like, again, like, I like this idea. I think it's cool that they're showing these, like, you know, 19, 20 year olds getting tattoos to, like, live their Exploring life. Exploring their bodies. Yeah. Um, but just, like, a little more effort would have made it so much better. <laughs> and I just also, I, I did want to bring up that, like, we've talked about this before, but, like, the thing about like Rachel being Jewish and getting a tattoo is yeah. kind of weird again because it's weird that she like didn't mention that exactly part. yeah you know because like she mentioned all of her idols yes 
not having tattoos or whatever. But like not not yeah. getting a tattoo for religious reasons feels like a much better excuse. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Anyway, um, it's it's fine. It's nice that she because she talked about she made it a, like a big a deal about it needing being something to be like special that she wanted to have on her body forever and wanted to always like have good memories around it or something. So sure, it's sweet. Um, then we get back to the Glee room where Will reveals this is the end of twerking. <gasps> because the bathroom is gone. Yes. Uh, and th- t- Will's like, Will's erasing the twerking from the board, yes. and Ryder's playing the drums, and he stops, and he's like, guys, wait. Will's, Mr. Shoe, it's not the end. It's not the end of the week. <laughs> yes. And that's when Will is like, the it's the end of twerk, but it remains a hot button issue. <laughs> But, well, and then, so then Unique is, Unique has, like, the realization, she's like, no, this is for me, you must have talked, like, like obviously the bathroom's gone, um, Sue's off my case, obviously you must have made you a must deal. Have, you must have done all this exposition when you weren't, <laughs> when you weren't on screen. Which, again, like, it would have been so good to have a scene where Will capitulates, I guess, and, like, yes. actually does that, instead of just having the aftermath, but... Well, if they want the story to be Will capitulating, why aren't they showing it? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, everyone in Glee is at first kind of angry that they don't get to twerk anymore, but then they're all cool with it, which is great because that... Because Will has a speech where he's like, let's lean into our strengths, our wholesome nature, yeah. y- you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, and everyone's like, yeah, you're right. Optimism. Right. Which... Classically. But it's just... I. This is why I feel like they kind of tried to, like, plan it this way. Because it definitely comes across as, like, oh, like, the privileged need to, like, figure out that they need... There are bigger things that matter. And they need to, like, give up some stuff, maybe. Like, you know, to help... Yeah, help us push towards a more equal and just society but they didn't definitely not the intention of the episode <laughs> no, I was gonna say, it I doesn't mean... read that way very well and it's not <laughs> clear enough so ugh. and will's like we just need to do a number that leans into our strengths and blaine's like i have an idea yeah. And they sing a very 2013 jangly pop number yeah the name uh, is on our way um which uh, it's fine. Everyone kind of does some leading, which is nice. Um, they run around the stage. There is yeah. a roundabout yes. on the stage. That is what those spinny playground things are called. That is what I Googled, and that's what came Thank up. Thank you. Yeah, because so. I put down a playground thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they, they do classically <laughs> running around the stage. Will is very psyched. Um, we... The shots where like people are lying down on the roundabout and the cameras above them are pretty cool. Yeah. Like, all of it is pretty visually interesting. There's the bit where Unique is in like the center of the of the roundabout and singing and is doing like the arms up like twisty dance. <laughs> and it's it's amazing. Yes. Um yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's good. And uh during the song we get a flash of uh Kurt showing off his tattoo to the other wait staff at the yeah. diner. <laughs> and Where's Santana? I don't know. Where's she been this whole episode? Is she shacking up with Danny? Are they U-hauling? I mean, uh, not no spoilers, but from what I've heard from some of our uh from some of our friends on Twitter, uh, Danny doesn't really make a lot of appearances in the show. So, oh no, 
Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that might be an excuse to get <laughs> to not have to pay Naya Rivera for more episodes this season. But mm, any, there it is. anyway, um, we, we finish off the number and Marley is sad. Um, it's very, it's, I, they play it. They, they have a real hard hitting point that Marley is sad. Um, which of course she has every because, right to be because but. her true love was broken up, Sam. Yeah. Well, oh no, was it true love? If <laughs> no, she can live her gay truth. Oh no, <laughs> if she cheated on her because they weren't on the same page about sex. I don't know. Anyway, that's this episode, Maggie. That's the whole thing. It is. Um, <laughs> so let's move to everyone's favorite part of the podcast. I came in like the podcast business. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know it was the punk of this. Okay. That really went bad. My, my, <laughs> that broke bad. My favorite part about that, though, is I did finally actually learn the lyrics to Wrecking Ball watching the scene because I did it with subtitles. <laughs> because they say it. Because they say it so many times. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Yeah, so now we're in the podcast business. Yes. We're going to do some deciding, decisive choices about the episode first off is gold star yes. sam who is your gold star for this episode i mean i feel like it there's only one real choice here maggie i'm giving a gold star to unique unique yes yeah there it <laughs> yes. is good of course. good good i am also giving it to we, unique. we finally get a storyline where unique is a central character we get to talk about unique's experience it's something we've been looking for for a very long time Alex Newell, like you said, did a very good job of portraying some very real emotions that felt like, you know, I, in that bathroom scene, you feel really scared for Unique, and it's very good. And I think it did a very good job of portraying this storyline, and yeah, I think it was a good one. So, cool. Uh, let's move to the next piece, Maggie. The best number. The best number. Our choices are, you are woman, I am That's man. That's not choice. Blurred lines. That's not short either. <laughs> if I were a boy, sure. wrecking ball, okay. and on our way. Yeah. Well, those first two are sure. They sure are duds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I just can't like. I feel like it's a joke, right? That gleed and blurred lines. You know, like it has. <laughs> that's the thing, especially like right now. It is. It is a joke because that is like. As a society, when I first yeah. saw it, I, like I couldn't help. Uh, this is when I was like doing that um, binge. The, yeah, the, the the binge that I'm not really allowed to do. <laughs> Oops. Um, and I texted you, and I was like, "Blurred lines? What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it it was it's not like, a good it, choice. <laughs> it feels like a parody. Like <laughs> except except they are so like they do it for realsies, and like yeah. they have all of the like teenagers grinding like <laughs> twerking okay um yeah i'm not picking that at least at least no one got date raped uh, I, yes thank god <laughs> that's that's something i think I, I i feel a lot actually about a lot of things about every episode of yeah me. um so at least no one got date raped in this <laughs> one so i chose if i were a boy because and i am choosing the same one yeah Again, again, like Wrecking Ball is fine. Um, On Our Way is fine. The first two are not fine. Um, But uh, this one, again, unique. The character is so good in this one. The performance is really Mm -hmm. good. Like Beyonce, like, hello. Um, Yes. Yep. Yep. 
So let's move. And it's the the song itself has a lot of like story bearing. Like it's a it follows with the actual plot line in a way that a lot of Glee songs don't. It doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't feel hand fisted. It doesn't feel like wrecking ball. Right. To me, because like with Marley's reaction to like Jake's cheating, that feels legitimate. But singing wrecking ball like what? (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. And especially I, I think you're absolutely right in that like. Like I, I was just recently listening to like our episode about the quarterback, and they do that song "Fire and Rain," where you're like, okay, this is a mm-hmm. sad song. Like, good job, you picked a sad song, <laughs> but it has absolutely nothing to do with any of this. Like, whereas like, yep. if I were a boy, like it's in the name, like it's a very poignant mm-hmm. song, and it has a lot of emotion to it. So anyway, and it's it's not exactly the intent, right? It's not, not the original intention of the song, but it like works so yeah. well. For the plot, um, and also like affirming Unique's identity in a way that the show has n- um, yeah. seems sort of half assed <laughs> on. Yes, so. they're, they're not willing to, you know, actually just say have things. Have characters respect yeah. her or but, um, anything, but you yeah. Know. So, Maggie, on that note, let's move to the last piece of podcast business the slushy rating. Mm-hmm. As we do every week, we will give this episode yeah. a rating of slushies. We hate it, we bully it, all that good stuff. Um, I'm going to go with one and a half out of five slushies. I'm going to do the same. Yeah. I mean, I thought Blurred Lines was going to be... <laughs> um, a deal breaker? Like a real a real red line for me, but it, it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> because yeah. it, it felt so... It felt like a big joke. <laughs> yeah, like... that's um, In in re-talking about it, I was like, oh shit, Blurred Lines is in this episode, and it is garbage. Um, But like... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's just I think the other plot lines are very good. Like Unique's plot line is great. Yeah. Kurt and Rachel's plot line is actually really good too. I do like this like Yeah, yeah. because they they're actually dealing with their grief yeah. rather than in the memorial episode just being sad, yes. which is fine. I think that's a like a big part of the grieving process, but like seeing these characters like connect over those feelings and like try to move past yeah. some of like the the like negative things that are happening to them like i think is a lot more interesting yes. um i do not like the way the episode has so much stuff happen off screen no. <laughs> that is then just explained that part is pretty stupid um which yeah i i don't know I- i'm gonna change my rating two slushies out of cool. five Sorry. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm sticking with one and a half just because I like. I'm fine. I'm so happy we're finally here. We finally get a unique storyline that is a unique storyline. Like it's something that Glee hasn't really talked about before, which is great. Um, which is weird seeing that unique's been going to McKinley for almost a full school yes. year. Um, but yeah, and in general, like Will is trash. Sue is also pretty terrible, but like at the same time, I. I feel like they're trying to use Sue to try to represent something like that is terrible. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. It's not good, but like it makes sense. I don't know. If you want to get in contact with us about any thoughts that you might have about this episode, about other things, honestly, our inbox is fucking fire (laughs) y'all it is so good please send us everything you have um there is a an email that i'm gonna read to sam for an extra bit of patreon um listening and if you want to hear those things check out our patreon uh where any level of donation you'll get to like access these things and we push most of our donations to the trans law center right now um because we like to 
support trans people and want to use this podcast and glee for good. Yes. Um, you can also reach us on Twitter at SNM hate glee. Um, just a shout out to faithful listener of the show, Joe. Um, yes, Joe. We apologize. Third, third host. <laughs> we, we apologize for, um, uh, we, we got a tweet last week. Um, they told us that they pushed through the shame and purchased the thriller slash heads will roll mashup from iTunes. And it's our fault, <laughs> which very true. <laughs> Sorry. But I did, I did, uh, I did respond that that roll. is one of the ones that is one of the ones that we did have on our fabled shared iTunes account <laughs> for it sure. Is. And well, Naya Rivera's locals. Exactly. Lo- locals vocals yes but Shit. um okay. but yeah so if you have any thoughts uh feel free to reach out to us uh on twitter as well also um we kind of missed it but uh happy 10th anniversary to glee that happened like last yes. week so um happy 10th anniversary yeah i think it's uh sort of odd how much like glee content is out all the time since the beginning of our podcast maybe it's just because i'm googling a lot of glee stuff so um google is like look at all the things well maggie Um, also unfortunately we are the same age as a lot of people who work at buzzfeed um so (laughs) that's just uh and i don't the BuzzFeed articles are the worst ones. They had a, I, I sent Sam one of them. It was just a list of like celebrities who were on Glee. Like, whoa, Jeff Goldblum, number 18. Wow. Well, like, fuck you, BuzzFeed. And it was, well, the best part is it was like celebrities you forgot were on Glee. And I was like, um, no. I did not forget that Jeff Goldblum um, was on fucking Glee. Get out of here. Um, I did not forget. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I, I don't want to like toot our own horns, but we are the ones promoting this cultural consciousness revolution about Glee. Right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's, I, we've had multiple people like send us links to be like, I started listening to your podcast and then suddenly look at all these articles that start coming out about how Glee was terrible. And it's like, mm-hmm. what's up? Yeah. Sam and Maggie hate Glee since, uh, what, uh, 2017? Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, Maybe? I don't know. Uh, we hate we. I mean, we hate Glee since fucking 2011. The yeah, airing of the second season. Um, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that has been everything for this week. So if uh, if you want to join us next week, we're going to be talking about season five, episode six, moving out. Guess what that's about? Um, you don't have to because it's Billy Joel. Is um, are they are they recreating the Billy Joel um mus- like jukebox musical because it's terrible. Well, it's just people dancing, um, Maggie. Come on, it is just people dancing to Billy Joel music, which I can't. Yeah, I can't really knock that. Uh, but what it is is uh Blaine and Sam going to oh New my York. God. For oh that my song. god! If Sam moves to fucking New York, I quit. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that'll be next week. So. Oh, Sam, Tyra Banks is in this episode. Oh I already spoiled it for you, so I'll do it again. Tyra Banks <laughs> is in this episode. Okay. Ah! okay. So next week, if you're if you are into that, which I most certainly am, uh, join us for that episode. Um, but until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha